0: Welcome on back to Just Chatting. Thank you very much for choosing this podcast. I really appreciate you tuning in. It's a pleasure to have you. This week in Twitch news, which is a bit of old news now, but Twitch has changed their regional pricing, which is freaking amazing. A lot of places around the world were paying a lot, a lot of money, um, New Zealand and Australia specifically, and a lot of other places I'm sure were as well that i don't really know about, but make sure you check your subs because a lot of places will now be charging you less for subs, which is amazing. I know England went down, Brazil, I believe went down in prices and a lot of places um have changed as well. So thank you Twitch for doing that. We are very, very happy about that. Unfortunately, Canada has now added tax to online sales. So Canada subs are more expensive. So I'm so sorry to our Canadian listeners. I'm sorry. It hurts me as well, but you got to do what you got to do. This week on the podcast is a super, super, super exciting guest. I am so happy that um, he agreed to come on the podcast. So we will hop right into this. This is the biggest person in esports slash gaming that I know and yeah it was an honor to be able to chat with him i was also on his youtube series podcast too many games and not enough time if you want to check that out and uh yeah he's a really really sweet guy so without further ado here is my interview with mr midas games Welcome. Hello, Mr. Midas. Do you go by Mr. Midas TV or just Mr. Midas or Midas? or you?
1: <laughs> Just just Mr. Midas. Joy is, Mr. Midas is my name, but I used to be a musician. So all my socials used to be Mr. Midas Music. And then when I transitioned to being a gaming presenter full time, I changed it all over to Mr. Midas Games. But yeah, just Midas is my name. So
0: right. you can just cool. call me Midas. I don't think I knew you music did you tell me that
1: Uh, no I don't think we've even discussed that actually
0: yeah oh my gosh well we'll get to that in one second but I usually like guests to introduce themselves and kind of talk about whatever they want to um present themselves as and uh yeah so why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and you know we'll get into more of the details but you know say hello
1: so firstly thank you so much for having me um i go by the name of mr midas i am a video game tv presenter um i've been a presenter for donkeys even though i look pretty young i'm old (laughs) black don't crack (laughs) i love gaming i've been a gamer since i was uh little you and i watch like loads of online shows like. The IGNs, the kind of funny, the game swats and stuff like that. But I never really saw anyone who looked like me or sounded like me, which became frustrating. So Mm -hmm. I came up with my own gaming platform, um, a show called Games, Gadgets and Rhymes, where we get recording artists from the UK to go head to head on the latest console games. Uh, We did really um, well on that. I think we hit something like four million views on on the series. So that did really well. Um, Currently, I host a gaming show on Sky TV on a channel called um, Jinx Esports TV called WTF, where I get to shout at gamers who do stupid things. And you know, there's (laughs) plenty of gamers who are doing stupid things all the time. (laughs) But yeah, just to kind of simplify it, I'm a video game presenter. I love reviewing games. I love playing games. And even more, I love talking about games. And I'm a big Sony and JRPG guy.
0: Right. I saw you've been playing Final Fantasy Seven Remake on your Twitter, posting all the pics.
1: It's mad. So I've actually platinum Final Fantasy Seven Remake yeah. I platinumed oh, it for when it was on, on the PS4. And I've been, I think as a gamer, sometimes you get in a rut. And I've been playing yeah. like, I've been playing loads of games for reviews because I do mm-hmm. reviews on my own channel. Right, right. And then I just started, I was playing so many stuff for reviews. I was just getting annoyed of everything I had to play, and Final Fantasy VII is like my go-to. It's my it's my warm place. It's my comfort blanket. So, it's so um, good, oh, I love it. So I yeah. went back and I've been playing Integrate on the PlayStation Five. Okay. So yeah, I've I've, I've platinum the PS4 version. I've beat the OG Final Fantasy plenty of times. And yeah, I'm just having fun on the right. um, on the PS5 Integrate version.
0: Amazing. What is Integrate? I actually don't... I saw like some preview stuff for it, but it has like extra features, right?
1: Yeah. So basically, Integrate is the PlayStation 5 version or Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Okay. So you can have either 4K graphics or you can have the performance mode, which is 60 frames per second. And then it's got an added DLC called Intermission, which is basically a Yuffie Eufy DLC. Yuffie's an optional character from the OG Final Fantasy, and Square in it. Square being Square naming conventions, proper, proper weird. But yeah, it's just the PlayStation yeah. Five version.
0: Yeah, amazing. Okay, because I saw that they were like releasing really more content, and I didn't know if like Final Fantasy Remake Part Two was like what that was or whatever. I wasn't sure. But I don't have a PS5, so I haven't even looked into it because I don't want to get sad that I'm missing out on content. So
1: (laughs) we're going to be about 7e by the time Final Fantasy 7 remakes finished.
0: Yeah, actually, (laughs) I I think you're right. (laughs) I remember when they announced this, I felt like it took years which i guess games take a long time
1: well basically what happened is because they've been people have been asking this for years fans like me have always wanted this especially after advent children right and what happened is there was a company who made a bike like a final fantasy 7 bike game it was a mobile game graphics were really good and then square gave them final fantasy 7 remake to make so square wasn't even making it internally and then they made oh. they were making it and basically it was trash, Square with Vex. So Square said, all right, we're taking it back. And then they started <laughs> all again. So that's why yeah. it took so long. Kind of what's happening with Metroid Prime 5.
0: Oh yeah, didn't Nintendo, they were like, no, we need, we're taking it or something. I don't, I heard something about that.
1: Yeah, so basically who they gave it to were just making certain trash and Nintendo's like, nah, you're not doing us yeah, like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's funny. It totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So is is 7 your favorite Final Fantasy then?
1: Oh, by far. Yeah. I really like 10. Right. But 7 is just everything. Like Cloud Strife is like one of my favorite characters ever. I love the story. Era yeah. of Tifa. Like, yeah, that's also, that's the first Final Fantasy game I've ever played. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the game... That's the game that I always waved the flag that made me a hardcore gamer. Yeah. Prior to Final Fantasy VII, I used to play games. I played a lot of games, but I wouldn't really consider myself as hardcore.
0: Yeah, I get you. I I had a similar experience where Nine was the first one that I played. Like, I remember sitting with my brother, like having rented Final Fantasy IX. And I used to just like kind of watch him play. And then he stopped with it and I was like, I'm going to start my own game so I went on and I played Final Fantasy IX and it was like one of the first times I remember just gaming by myself and I love that game and I still love that game. So I think it's like whatever you really start with is like what you, what you enjoy. Yes,
1: it's funny because mm-hmm. my my little brother's got a similar story with Final Fantasy X. Right. Because he grew up watching me play Seven, but he didn't think. And then Final Fantasy X was the first game in the series he played on his own and it's his favorite. Like his passion for that game is 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 mad.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love
1: that you said rent. Some of these kids wouldn't even know that you could rent games.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy?
1: Going to blockbuster. Like I, I'm
0: thirty. I don't. I don't know how old you are, but um, yeah. It's like I'll never forget wanting, like, begging my mom because we used to rent. I think every Friday we'd go to the store, or maybe every other Friday, and we would rent. video game i mean my brother would just binge the crap out of that game and yeah i remember going back and being like i want final fantasy 9 again And my brother was like no we should get a different game and i was like no i want final fantasy 9 yeah
1: (laughs) i remember i remember going to blockbuster and then they used to have a really small aisle just for games and if you yep. got there early enough, you'd get the good selection. If your parents decided to go there super late, you was just getting something like Clay Fighter or some trash like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I remember renting, Um, I think we used to rent Twisted Metal. And then finally my dad was, because my dad used to play it with my brother and I. My dad was finally like, we're going to buy this. Because I remember we used to like rent it. And then all of a sudden we just had it. I'm pretty sure my dad must have bought it for us because he was like, this game is so much fun. So,
1: cool, Dad. <laughs> it was yeah. great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd also rent Battle Tanks. I think it was called, where you would like drive around and blow up each other's tanks. It's good fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of those like N sixty four ones that didn't really uh, ever take off so much. But yeah, good times. Final Fantasy Seven was my game of the year last year. The remakes. It was. So good. I was like blown away to be honest because Seven was never my my favorite game. Like I enjoyed it. Then when I played that, I was like, this game is really well made and it had like good side stuff and like all that. It's yeah. There's so. certain
1: games that you uh certain games you just can't mess up. And I'm really so glad that Square, because Square can make some trash, like big Final Fantasy fan, <laughs> but I hate Final Fantasy 13. I think Lightning's a cool protag but the game is just so dead and I yeah. and Square could have really ruined this but they was like no you could see the passion mm-hmm. you could tell how much they they love the franchise yes. how much they love the characters yeah. i was lucky enough to interview um, the voice actor for Aerith and Tifa and just talking to them about what their experiences was going into this and they were like the amount of nerves they had but they just kind of had to leave that at the door and be like, all right, this is going to be our take. And I think Square was kind of like, I think what really revitalized them is they was like, all right, this is going to be our take, our new mm-hmm. version of Final Fantasy 7. And I think like a lot of people moan about the changes and be like, oh, why did they change this? Or why did they add that? But they needed to. They needed to be excited about something because yeah. that's why I think a lot of times when you get remakes, people just port it to another studio. Because that studio is going to be excited. It's going to be hard to be excited about something that you kind of already made a hundred times over.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, you could, as I was going through, there were all these just little subtle things that I was like, oh my God, I, I know that little reference. That's so cute. Or like even the jukebox with all the like little songs from the game, but then like other Final Fantasies and stuff. I thought that was a really cool idea. And yeah, it's just cool the way that they've done it all. So I'm really looking forward to the the next one.
1: Yeah, me too. What blew me away was how good the combat is. Like that's the best combat Square has ever done. Mm-hmm. You can tell that Final Fantasy 15 was kind of a testing ground for them to learn how to do real-time combat. But to change the combat and for it to be so good, like the combat was just so fun. I never got bored of swinging Cloud's Buster Sword in the enemy's head yeah. and then I liked that it would slow down to use my ACB. And now, because I've played the game so much, I don't even press the menu anymore. I've got all of the quick buttons now. So I just press the quick buttons to do everything because I'm a pro at it, You get me?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, I never got that down. But yeah, I love that. What else sort of games did you grow up playing? Was it Final Fantasy a lot of the time?
1: No, so so I'm... um, I grew up a Sega kid. So the first console oh, I wow. had. Yeah. So the first console I had was a Master System. And I had Alex the kid with his big fist. And okay. then yeah, I grew up playing Sonic, Streets of Rage, All Obese. Like I'm old school. So I grew up on all of those proper old games. And then I also had a Game Boy. So like playing on Game Boy. That was my kind of introduction into Nintendo mario on game boy and tetris tetris two player was so sick one of my neighbors <laughs> across the road had the wire so we'd sit outside his house oh, and play so a- versus good. mode on tetris so so yeah. sick and yeah. then i had a mega drive as well and then my first nintendo console was the super nintendo and that's when i fell in love with like mario and mario Kart and all of those mm-hmm. games but the games like i'm a Big RPG guy. I'm a big story guy. So the probably the biggest game that made an impact in my life was Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. So Link to the Past was like my first Zelda game, and that blew my mind. I didn't even know you could have stories in games like that. Because like something like Streets of Rage or something like Double Dragon. Double Dragon. I loved that game, but the story was trash. It was two guys. Who were both going to save this girl, and whoever won, it was going to be his girlfriend. Like, <laughs> or like
0: classic stories. <laughs> exactly,
1: or like Sonic and and Doctor Eggman, or Doctor Robotnik, or as he was known back then, and. And it was like, oh, uh, Dr. Robotnik is taking all the animals. Yeah. But within the first 15 minutes of um, Link to the Past, like you're in the bed and then your uncle comes over to you and he's like, Link, I have to go stay in bed. And then you're lying there. And you can hear Zelda and you leave and you're like, it's raining and you got to try and find your way into the castle and the guards are stopping you and you sneak in and then you find a leaf and you drop it and you drop in. And then your uncle's dying and he's talking to you. And he's like, you have to save the princess. I was like, yes.
0: <laughs> you are like actually feel emotion, right? Emotion. I was, yeah. I was really,
1: really drawn in. And that was like, so The Legend of Zelda and Final Fantasy are like two of my favorite series. And that was really right. like, oh my God, this gaming thing is actually proper, proper serious. But yeah, I've, I've played most things. I've always mm-hmm. been a gamer, even when I wasn't working in gaming, just... Obviously, now the difference is you play games for your job as a tiny yes, part of it, yes it's like the smallest part of your job.:
0: Yeah, yeah. well, you um, you don't actually stream on Twitch, right? do you do kind of stuff? yeah,
1: so I've never I've never yeah. streamed because I'm a presenter and i I basically host a lot of shows and stuff, so like my show on Jinx is a weekly show where we talk right. about all of the new gaming news. So I have to film that. It takes like two days to research all the stories and do rehearsals. So that's three days out of my week. And then I do reviews for YouTube as well. So I just literally wouldn't have time to commit to really being able to stream full time. And I think it's just kind of pointless starting streaming unless you can really give that audience what they need. So, yeah, I'm I more do the the reviews and the editing and the kind of mm-hmm. YouTube stuff. But I'm always like watching streamers and, and kind of jumping into people's communities to to see what they're up to.
0: Yeah, I think it YouTube is really nice because it's like when it's out there, it's it's up forever. Right. So like people can view that in 10 years and be like, oh, Mr. Midas, who is this guy? You know, whereas Twitch is like you do your Twitch stream and when you're off, it's. No one knows you. Like it's no one's viewing your content. There are VODs, but like no one really watches VODs.
1: So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's two really different experiences. And I think the reason yeah. why YouTube probably works more for me is because I'm more old school. I more watch that kind of production kind of mm-hmm. shows. And for me, Twitch is very synonymous of like reality TV. Like a lot of people grew up with reality TV. That was True. what they watch. They like to see the real thing while it's happening at the same time, and I think that's what kind of Twitch is the modern day version of that. Where because I'm an old fart, like I like <laughs> I like to watch production and something being chopped yeah. up and yeah. <laughs> it all being edited yeah. and all of that, which makes ten times more work on my life. But it's just it's just what I'm used to.
0: Yeah, yeah. You want to put it something you're proud of too, right? You hundred know? percent. Yeah, my channel is that's something I definitely lack. I don't have the like big production value and the fun lights and the transitions because I'm like I don't know my stream is just like me being me I'm just chilling so it's different
1: well that's dope though that's one of the things I liked when you um when you came on my podcast and we spoke and you one of the pieces of advice you gave is just being able to be yourself because it's mm-hmm. hard enough yeah. like twitch streaming is not an easy thing people think Playing a game and talking to people at the same time—anyone can do it. No, it's yeah. not. It's, and then to be entertaining and to be able to build a community and actually run everything that's going on—and you're yourself—and that's what people come for, isn't it? Your community are there for that. So I dig it, man. Yeah. The Garden Gang, you get me?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think it's funny when because like I do subathons. I don't know once every other year or something where I cap them at twenty four hours. And at the end of them or before them, I'm like, yeah, you know, you get really tired. It's like my voice starts to hurt talking for 24 hours straight. And people are like, I stay up for 24 hours all the time. It's not that hard. And I'm like, yeah, staying up and literally talking for 24 hours straight are very different things.
1: I'll be honest. I don't know how you do it. Because like even after I've been on set for like, for example, my show, we start filming at 12 and we'd wrap probably about half or five And just talking for all of that time. By the time I leave, like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like on my drive home, I just literally listen to music and like, I don't want to engage in conversation. I just want to shut up because all I've been Mm -hmm. doing is bloody chatting. Get sick of the voice, sound of my own voice.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it hurts your throat after a while. There's no other job in the world besides like these sorts of things where you talk for that long. Even radio hosts usually have like song breaks, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. So I actually don't know. I've seen clips of your shows. And before I came on your podcast, you sent me some stuff. So I watched it. But what, obviously COVID permitting, what is your show that you work on there?
1: So um, my show on Sky. So it's um, there's a international gaming station called Jinx Esports TV. So International Station, so it runs in the UK, Canada, South Africa, the Philippines and Spain. And basically there's 24 hours of gaming content. So the show I do is a show called WTF. And WTF is a topical new show about everything that's happening in the gaming scene. Well, obviously, because it's WTF, a lot of times it's shocking things. So we could talk about anything from like activision and blizzard stuff that's going on right now and then i would obviously inform people what's been happening and then give my opinion and kind of sum up what's going on or it could be something like explaining what's happening with the playstation 5's extension so being able to change your hard drives or something like that or something like idris elba being booked to play knuckles in the sonic 2 movie which i love idris but makes no sense to me in life (laughs) Why are you spending all of this money on Idris for Knuckles? But yeah, <laughs> so it could be anything like that. So it's a really kind of fun, kind of topical show. And it's dope because I used to be a TV presenter in the UK for music stuff. So I used to do um, right. some stuff over here for music. Well, this has been the first time I've actually done TV stuff for gaming. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's been pretty cool. We started, it was crazy because we started last year, January. And then was filming for a few months and then COVID happened and then it literally stopped. Yeah. And then I literally wasn't doing anything because my other show that I mm-hmm. do for GRM Daily, that's all done in studio as well. So I was literally just in my house with my MacBook and I was like, hmm, maybe I should start a podcast. And that's when I started <laughs> Too Many Games and stuff. And that's when I started my YouTube because I wasn't even doing any of my own content. It was only oh, content. I didn't know that. So, yeah. So I was literally just okay. doing... My show on GRM because I host it and produce it. And then my show on Jinx Esports TV where I'm I'm the presenter. So that was it. Right. I was a presenter. I wasn't trying to make content from home. But because of COVID, I was like, you know what? The first week I didn't mind. I was just in my house playing games. I was like, ooh, let's play games. But then after a week, it's fun I just for a
0: bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: After a week, I just started getting feeling low and like I'm a creative person. And when I can't create it, it makes me depressed. So I was like, you know yeah. what? Let me start a little podcast. I bought a Canon G7 Mark II camera. I bought some trash lighting. <laughs> my camera was sick, but my my microphone and my everything was so bad. Like when I started doing my own videos, when I was doing green screen, I used to iron a green sheet and hang it over my wardrobe and oh my then gosh. film and then key it out. Like, and you could see like <laughs> The little crinkles in the sheet,
0: yeah, in yeah. the green
1: screen. That's
0: what happens,
1: <laughs> yeah. But luckily enough, like, um, continuing doing like reviews and stuff, like people started seeing that I was being serious about obviously doing my own right. content. So I became an Elgato partner and Elgato nice me. So I got all the big green screen and the mics and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's been That's it's been so a really good. interesting journey. So, COVID's been pretty cool in a respect, as it's made me kind of create my own thing. Not just create things for other other platforms because that's that's all I used to do really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It's um, I one of my questions I was going to ask you was how has lockdown and COVID changed your job? Because obviously it's affected. You can't go into a studio and you can't work like so many other people in the world. So I think it's so cool that you've taken that and like run with it and made your own kind of like gaming nerdy kind of stuff that like is now taken off pretty well and seems to be doing really well
1: I appreciate that man yeah it's it's hard it's super hard like the channel that I was producing content gaming content with they've got like four million subscribers so like we put a video out and gets 250,000 views and then I'd put a video out and it had 10 and it's a proper culture shock like you're like I've just spent 10 hours filming and editing this But it's really, really cool. It's important to build something for yourself. And I think the best Mm -hmm. thing for me is with creating my own YouTube channel, I can always do content. So like when I'm doing content for other platforms, like my show on GRM, we always had to have a sponsor. So... If the series finished and I was negotiating deals to get a sponsorship, I weren't making any content. I was just thinking or like my show on Sky, we run via season. So if that season's done, I might not be doing anything for a couple months where being able to have my own YouTube as well. I'm always creating like even before we did this podcast, I was up doing a thumbnail for (laughs) a video um, that's coming out tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's so good to have an outlet, right? Like to be able to do all that stuff. I think, you know, some people baked bread during COVID. And then like as gamers, we have all these other opportunities of things that we can do. And yeah, I can't say I baked a single loaf of bread throughout the pandemic. So
1: Oh my god.
0: Went to YouTube and Twitch instead.
1: Why was like you couldn't buy flour anywhere when the pandemic so started eggs and flour it was just like do people think baking bread is gonna or or making cakes is gonna (laughs) stop the pandemic like literally you could not get flour anywhere
0: i know it was such a weird time on the earth i feel like (laughs) My. I eat eggs for breakfast almost every morning and every time I'd go to the store there would be like three cartons left and they were like the seven dollar free range like organic oat fed whatever eggs and I was like god damn it like I don't <laughs> want, I don't want to seven dollars on my eggs
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: so dumb yeah but that's a a good time <laughs> Yeah, my only other hobby that I got into was playing the ukulele, which I fell out of for months, but I'm finally getting back into it again. So that's good. Oh, dope. After a long time. Yeah. What about you? Any other besides YouTube stuff?
1: To be honest with you, not really, because I started a channel and I was doing like two videos a week and having to film and edit my own stuff. It actually of took away all of my time. So where before mm-hmm. I might have a little time just to play a game. Like my other shows, I was paying other people to edit. So I didn't have to worry about that. Where now I'm yeah. playing the game, I'm capturing the footage, I'm editing. Like it took all away my time. And then what was really cool is all of the other outlets, all of the big outlets had to start doing things remotely. So I was able to like produce a couple shows for Gamescom last year, August um, that oh, we cool. did remotely. And I did some stuff like with Ubisoft remotely and stuff like that. So Weirdly enough, like COVID made me even more busy than mm-hmm. I was prior.
0: That's so good. I, um, I had a very similar thing where like, I can't sit still. So like I make projects. And so my girlfriends back in Canada would be like, do you want to like set up a Zoom? And I'd be like, oh, sorry, I can't. I have this thing and this thing going on. And I got that thing. And they were like, you are the only person that can get more busy in a pandemic. I was like, don't know how I do it. Just <laughs> somehow do.
1: I'll tell you the biggest changer of my life in the pandemic is Zoom. I didn't even know mm-hmm. what Zoom was before. And I've probably had about a thousand Zooms in the last two years.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Eh? I only knew about Zoom because of this podcast and Rob, who does the editing and is like the leader of the geek generation stuff. Leader. It sounds like a cult. <laughs> The <laughs> manager, creator, <laughs> um, he uh, he used Zoom for like all of his stuff. It's the only reason I knew about it. But someone I knew bought Zoom stocks before the pandemic hit at like, oh, wow. I don't know what they were, like $3 or something. And then they went up to like 200 or something. Imagine.
1: I was so late in the whole cryptocurrency thing. I just didn't even get into it because... By the time I knew everything, like the stocks were already soaring and I'm like, L- I'm not getting yeah. in this late because when you jump on the bandwagon super late, you don't make anything. It's like you got to yeah. be clever like your mate and get the Zoom before it takes off.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, Bitcoin and stuff is so strange over the last few years. And I think that was another thing people in the pandemic were like, I'm going to get into crypto all of a sudden. So like things just took off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so curious about your music stuff. Do you still do stuff in music or is it just all gaming?
1: No, so I quit music three years ago. So I was okay. a dancehall artist for years. Like that was always my plan. Like
0: Did you say dancehall?
1: Dancehall, yeah. So okay, like yeah, yeah. like Sean Paul, beanie man, yeah, those kind of yeah. people. So I was like, I wanted to be the biggest dancehall artist in the world. I toured the world and, and and stuff like that. And that was always so my cool. plan. But yeah, the music industry is very, very hard, very unforgiving. Mm-hmm. And my my career just kind of fluctuated. And I had some really good highs, but I had some really, really, really deep down lows. And two things kind of ended it for me. I worked on like one of the biggest projects in my life, an EP i was doing was like the best work i've ever done Ended up taking three years because the studio their hard drive broke and they lost all of the files (gasps) so we had to re-record the whole ep and the guy who produced all of the stuff he was like uh, a really big artist in europe so he would always be touring in europe so i'd have to wait for him to get back to the uk to remake all of these beats took three and a half years and then i basically was doing I've got a friend over here who runs a label and then somebody else I know in Switzerland who runs a label. So they were basically going to partner to put out my project. And the week right. my project dropped, they all broke up and everyone went their separate <gasps> way. So it was like three years of work. And my first single for my project came out and it just did nothing because no one was promoting they it. Were, none of Because yeah. Yeah, everyone was having beef. And then I got called into Universal Records. Universal being one of the biggest records in the world. And it was the mm-hmm. first time I've ever been called into Universal Records. And they called me in to produce a gaming show. And it was so surreal. No it was way. like, I'm in Universal Records. I'm sitting there with my Nintendo Switch. And it just said to me, like, I've been pushing this game in for like two years and it was just doing really well. And it was just kind of God, the universe or ever telling me, now this is what you're here for. And I went into Universal and they love it. I gave them a pitch. They was like, this is amazing. We want you to produce the pilot for this new show, blah, blah, blah. We want to give you credits. And then I left and I was like, I've been doing music for 10 years and never have I been called in. I've been doing gaming for a year and a half and I'm in here getting ready to produce those for that. And then that's when I was just like, "Quit." And then I changed everything because all of my socials were Mr. Midas Music and I changed everything to Mr. Midas Games, The Twitter, Instagram. And then that was almost my coming out as, all right, I'm just putting all of the energy because I was putting 90% of my energy into music, 10% into gaming. And I was like, if I put all the 100% of energy into gaming, like I must be able to take this thing to another level. Yeah,
0: that is so cool. Good for you. Thank you. That's like one of those things where... The world works in mysterious ways, you know, and like that. Just, I don't want to say it fell in your lap because you worked obviously really hard for it, but it like it's one of those things that just was meant to be, you know. Yeah, life is so your, weird. For your change, e- yeah.
1: E- even the reason why I got the call to go into Universal is we had there's a girl group in the UK called Mo, and we had them on my show, and. Just before the episode was going out, the date was going out, they contacted me and said, I have to pull the episode. It can't go out because basically one of the girls went to prison because of a car accident where someone unfortunately lost their life. And they didn't want, they didn't want their family to feel like. Uh, oh, this person's just playing video games. So um, mm. yeah, just out of respect. So we literally pulled the episode for like, we released it like four months later. But they told wow. me like two hours before the episode was meant to go out. So we've done all the promo. We've had everything. We're getting ready to release. And then they was like, pull it. So like I was proper annoyed. I understood why yeah. and, and, and I respected their decision, which is why we pulled it. And then mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we didn't even know that you produced this and you created it. We just thought it was the platform because obviously the platform's so big. And I was like, no. Nah. And it was like, but well, we're looking to do some gaming stuff. Why don't you come in and talk mm-hmm. to us? So everything happens for a reason, like you said.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Wow. What a crazy thing. So then is that they wanted you to produce that and then that kind of led to you doing the other stuff on the TV?
1: So I produced a couple shows for them because... The reason why I did that is I used to, there was some really nice guy from Rooster Teeth and I was trying to like kind of get myself into the Rooster Teeth ecosystem and I've produced my my gaming show on GRM. I produced it for like four years, but I never thought of myself as a producer. The whole reason I produced it is because I wanted to be a presenter. So I wanted to be a gaming presenter. So I was like, well, to be a gaming presenter, I need to produce this show. And then I sat down with this guy from Rooster Teeth and he was like, you know what, Midas, you're a sick presenter. Well, I also want you to see your talent as a producer, like you're a really good producer. And I was like, all right, the universal thing was the first time I actually produced something I didn't present. It was the first time ever. And then it went so well. I was like, all right, cool. I'm changing my credits to now a presenter and a producer. So like when I speak to people, like when I did the Gamescom stuff last year and they bought me for a presenter, I'm like, who you got producing it? And they're like, oh, we don't know yet. And I'm like, well, I'm a producer. Here's my work. And then they're like, oh, dope. You can produce it as well. So. So cool. The Jinx thing was just them kind of seeing like how active I was. So. Right. The stuff i do with grm my show ggr like we do loads of sponsor specials so we've done like two call of duty specials we did a final fantasy 7 remake special i did um uh, e3 special out in la did q55 out in paris so i think they've just kind of seen me really active around the scene brought me in for a screen test and loved me and i, I was lucky enough to get the role
0: right that is so awesome well, I gotta say, you are the biggest person that we've had on this show for sure. So I was like, I was nervous like starting this. I was like, what do I ask about? Like, oh, no, normally man, I... I just interview my Twitch friends. So I was <laughs> oh, like, no, this you... is so cool.
1: I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a normal guy who loves to talk about video games. And mm-hmm. we had a, we had a really, really good chat about video games. So make sure you come and check it out on my YouTube. And yeah, it was, yes. it was, dope, it was dope talking to you. We spoke loads about Animal Crossing. And how we were both shocked, how it took over our lives.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh my God, since then, my Switch has blue screened. Did you even know that was a thing? No,
1: what is blue screen?
0: Yeah, like the blue screen of death. You know when your windows like crashes? Is it like
1: a blue screen of death? Like the red ring of death?
0: Yeah. Oh, Isn't that crazy? I went to play, because Skyward Sword came out. And I put like 20 hours or something into it. And I went to play it one day on stream and it wasn't like connecting to my Elgato cap card. I was like, that's strange. So I took it out and the screen was blue.
1: Oh, wow.
0: That does not look good. Yeah.
1: I've just had non-stop drift problems with my Joy-Cons. So mm,
0: yeah.
1: I just bought, I bought the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons because I was just like, my Joy-Cons were so bad that one time I was capturing footage and I had my switch down and the character was just running, 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 running. Like he- No mm, way. Yeah, mine was awful. That's crazy. Sometimes with drift, it does it or sometimes it doesn't. Mine did it all of the time. Like even when I would wow. switch it on, it would be going like that on a menu, like going side to side on a menu because the Dracon was just Holy always moving. Holy crap.
0: That's horrible. Yeah.
1: Because I had mine customized. I couldn't send it back to Nintendo. So I bought the thingy ones, the Skyward Sword ones. And then right. my girlfriend, she got a Switch as well. And hers was awful as well. So I had to send hers back to Nintendo. But they take like three weeks. So I had to pull yeah, cool up Nintendo. Crazy. Uh, like my contacts in a PR Nintendo and was like, look, I don't have Joy-Cons. So then they had to call Nintendo's fixing office (laughs) to get them fast tracked. And then they did it in like two days
0: oh wow so it's possible (laughs) yeah but i
1: never heard of the the blue screen of death they better be careful because they're selling crazy units like they don't want that to stop it you saw what happened to the xbox
0: 360
1: with the ring ring of death
0: oh my gosh that never happened to me thankfully but i hopped into the 360 like years after it was a thing so i feel like i probably my xbox was just New enough that it never experienced it.
1: I've even, on my PS5, I was lucky enough, Sony actually sent me my PS5 before launch.
0: Hell yeah.
1: But I had, I've only had it twice. But the first bunch of PS5s had a problem where they wouldn't, like they would go into rest mode and they wouldn't come out of rest mode. And mine has happened oh to me twice, but... What happens with mine is like when you turn on the sense, it doesn't switch on. But if I put on the wire, it switches on, which is fine. I've had mine from like the 10th of November and it's done it twice. But like I've got yeah. a friend and she bought hers like on launch day. And literally after two days, it wouldn't switch on no matter what she did.
0: Wow. It did just they wouldn't re-fund come out. Or- yeah,
1: she got a new one.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think That's it was with Argos. crazy though.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So PlayStations have even had those problems as well from launch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want a PS5 now. Like there's stuff finally coming out that I'm like, okay, hey, I, I actually want to get that now. But at first I was like, oh, I'll wait. So they can like kind of work out some of the kinks that are going to inevitably happen. But I wasn't expecting my Switch to, I think I've had it for three years to just randomly get that. And everyone online is like, yeah, just like reset it, and it should work. And I was like, nope, not working. So we'll see what they say. Hopefully, it's not too expensive.
1: Yeah, no. Well, hopefully, they just because if it's a big issue like that, then yeah, they might just redo it. What's worth doing yeah. is because you've got a following. Tweet Nintendo and say, "Ah, oh, I've got this blue screen of death. What do I do?" And then mm-hmm. they'll come to you and be like, "Oh, we got a case number. Let's sort you out." You got you got to use yeah. you got to use the mop effect.
0: I know and you know what I should have done that I sent it off like two days ago I should have done that but I always feel like guilty doing stuff like that and I don't know why I'm too like I don't know I don't want to be like hey I'm a streamer like give me free stuff I just feel weird I don't know so I never do
1: no but there's a (laughs) a difference between give me free stuff and look I pay for this and it's broken you better bloody fix it
0: yeah yeah That's very true. You're just
1: too nice. That's what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) But yeah, I just really hope that my Animal Crossing island isn't gone. Because I put hours and hours into that.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you can't, they they can't cloud save Animal Crossing. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, apparently you can now, but you need to go into it to like save it to the cloud. And I haven't played it in a while, so I never did that. Foolishly.
1: But. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to go back, I've, unless Animal Crossing does something major, I don't think I'm going to get in back to it. I'll tell you what I have been playing, mm-hmm. what I'm really enjoying, is the Sims 4 Cottage Life.
0: Ooh, proper sick. that sounds fun.
1: Proper sick! It's almost like, yeah. it's almost kind of Stardew Valley-ish, because obviously you've got your farm, and you've got your chickens, and you can have either a llama or a cow, and you've got to milk oh my them, God. and it's proper down to like, it's Sims, but... Like to cook, you have to have ingredients. You have to plant stuff. You have to get your eggs. Aww. Like if you want to make, if you want to make um like a macaroni cheese, you got to make the cheese first, and then you can use that cheese to make the macaroni proper. Sick.
0: That is so cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. It sounds really fun. Here's the question: Do you cheat when you play The Sims, and Aww. do you? what's the money mega load is that what it
1: is 100 percent, 100 percent. when i first started because i play sims on console because I'm a, I'm a console gamer so i when i first started mm-hmm. i was like let's play sims properly so let's let's build get a little lot let's a house and then it just gets dry because your sims always upset oh i'm upset mm-hmm. this or, or like They need to go, they're they're always tired because their bed's not good enough because every time they go (laughs) to sleep, they're like, so I just got fed up with that. And yeah, so I just play cheap mode so I can build like the Mm -hmm. biggest mansion. My favorite Sims pack is Get Famous. I love Get Famous.
0: I don't think I know that one. Yeah, so
1: that's when you basically go and you get a job as an actor or actress. So I've got Rihanna and she's got this big mansion and she wants oh to be an God. actress, so you actually go to the movie set. So you go to the movie set, and then you have to go in makeup, and then you got to get your hair done. Then you got to put on the outfits. Then you got to actually do the scenes with the other actors. What? And then you go back home, and then you get a casting, and then depending what the role is, say for example it's a singing role, then you have to um, you got to practice singing to get your singing levels up and stuff for you to be able to get a role. It's the best wow. ever. Wow, so sick.
0: That is so cool. Yeah, I think I bought The Sims 4 like four years ago or something, and then I never bought any of the extensions I should or the DLCs or whatever. I should look into that because even just the base game to me, it has so much content now because like I grew up on The Sims and Sims 2. So like to me back then, those were like the shit on computer. (laughs) And I remember, did you ever get Hot Date? Like, I don't know if you played it when you were growing up. No, I never played Hot Date. Okay. So like the Sims was always you would only be able to hang out in your house like that's all you did. And then they came out with hot date and it was like you could go to town, leave your house and go on a hot date with another Sim. And so you could like go and like dance in the city and all this stuff. And yeah, it was super cool. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes sims 4's summon expansions are mad like they've got like a whole island one as well where you can go like to the beach and you can wow. go on jet skis super dope
0: that's so cool i i know I you wasn't that.
1: expecting to have a conversation about sims with me
0: no i was not <laughs> but that's that's great like you, this is why we do things like this so we can learn about other people you exactly know? it's great <laughs> Uh, what games are you looking forward to this year? Anything cool coming out?
1: Um, so I'm proper looking forward to Kenna Bridger Spirits.
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: looks so, so sick. So the developers of that, they created this amazing uh, Majora's Mask animation film. So it's like really dark and stuff like that. Uh, really, really, really good. If you've never seen it, it's on YouTube. Such a good watch. It's mm-hmm. just a short hmm. So I've been interested in Ember Lab from that. So then when I heard that they're making this game and it's just, it just gives me that kind of Zelda vibe. And like I said to you, I'm a big PlayStation guy, but I have always feels like that kind of cartoony action adventure. Sony just doesn't have that. Like they just have that missing from their, their library. And right. I think the closest to that is Ratchet and Clank, but the gameplay is just a shooter. So that kind of style. So I'm really, really looking forward to Kenner. I was looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West because I really liked Horizon Zero Dawn. But that's been mm-hmm. pushed to next year. Uh, yeah. And yeah, there's, there's Damn quite a you few. you, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? <laughs> yeah. I I've always prefer a game to be pushed back, to be better. That old Same. Nintendo saying Same. that a bad game is... I can't even remember the saying. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's yeah. always going to be bad when it comes out. And I'm also really looking forward to Shimagami Tensei 5. Oh, I don't know that. So Shimagami Tensei is basically a JRPG series and persona is a spin-off of Shimagami Tensei. So Shimagami Tensei is like this dark JRPG series. And then they did a spin-off series called Persona. Obviously, everyone knows Persona. But yeah, I've never yeah. played, I haven't played a mainline Shimagami Tensei until this year. And it's a lot more darker. So it's got the same, it's got all of the same fighting and characters, but it doesn't have that happy aesthetic and it's not got all the dating and, and, and going to school and stuff like that. So I really want right. to kind of sink my teeth into that. But yeah, those are the main ones that are really like on my radar right now. What about yourself?
0: hmm Honestly, I'm really bad at... I don't, like, watch E3 or, like, keep up with games that are coming out. I just kind of go through, like, what people are talking about. So I have heard of Kenna, and I'm excited for that one. But besides that, I don't really know of anything <laughs> that I'm super excited about. Let me quickly bring up my Steam, because surely there's some good stuff on there.
1: Yeah, you must have something on there. Are you, um, and yeah. obviously your Big Siege and CSGO. Yes. Do you play Valorant?
0: Weirdly enough, I have never played Valorant. I've never downloaded it. I've done nothing. I just haven't felt the interest in it. I don't know why.
1: Uh, Valorant's so weird because I feel like when it was announced, people were losing their mind and they're like, this is going mm-hmm. to be the CSGO killer. This is going to be the Overwatch killer. And I know it has a really vibrant community. But I just don't really hear people talking about it. Like Apex, Siege, um, CSGO, Warzone. Like people are speaking about these games all of the time. That's so true. But you don't really... Because even Overwatch, you don't hear people talking about it as much. But I think when Overwatch 2 comes out, I think people are going to get excited for it again.
0: It'll reignite, yeah.
1: I almost feel like because they announced Overwatch 2 it kind of dulled the excitement for Overwatch because everyone's like, oh, well, if there's a new game coming out, like we're we'll kind of just waiting for that.
0: Yes. And that was a long time ago they announced that.
1: Yeah, I think that was the worst thing they did. I think they should have just kind of kept yeah. it under hat because yeah. since then, I don't even really hear people talk about Overwatch like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I was kind of confused. Like I play Overwatch very, very casually, like once every six months. And to me, I'm like, wait, isn't Overwatch 2 becoming a thing? Like what? when when is that gonna happen like I I don't know because I feel like that was announced a long time ago yeah
1: it's weird
0: yeah yeah but oh well (laughs) probably wanted the excitement for it but yeah I don't Valorant was something that I have this weird thing where I'm like I don't like the ability stuff in Valorant because I watch streams and people like will be running and shooting someone and then someone will put this big like orb around them and then they'll just disappear and I'm like I don't I don't like that sort of stuff like just like fight me and then if I die I die that's fine whatever you know like don't disappear and like run away (laughs) it's annoying
1: (laughs) you want that smoke you're like we're here let's do it right now
0: yeah yeah you know what the better aimer wins and that's that's the way it goes
1: (laughs) Did you ever play Valorant? No, no, I'm not. I'm no. like Apex is enough for me. Like Apex and mm-hmm. Warzone, that's my kind of shooter esque. Uh, yeah. That's that's as far as I go. Like I'm not even. I haven't even tried to play CS:GO. I'm like I'm not even about it. When I when I've um, <laughs> I've hosted quite a few events for Fnatic, and I just see how these players play, right. and I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not about that life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I truly think. A lot of games you can play fine on controller and that's fine. But CSGO is like, you have to be so precise that I truly don't think you could play it on controller. It's definitely a keyboard and mouse game. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I literally don't even own a PC. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. What do you What do you use for stuff? Just your MacBook?
1: Yeah, because I've always been in ah. an Apple ecosystem. So because I've always right. been an Apple person. And I've never PC game like I'm a console gamer. Mm-hmm. It's just normal. I know I'm gonna have to get a PC now that like I've started a YouTube and I'm doing my own stuff. But because obviously my stuff was all being present because I'm a presenter, yeah. it wasn't something I ever needed. I just use my Mac for editing and and, and bits like that. But yeah, I'm Absolutely. gonna I'm gonna have to talk to one of these companies and get them to nice me a really high spec PC.
0: I was gonna say I'm sure you could get some free free stuff. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> absolutely, cool. Well, do you have any super cool goals that you're looking forward to in the future that you're oh. reaching
1: for? Do you know what I? It's weird. So I have a little whiteboard that I have up here, oh. and it's like my it's like my short term goals because oh, I love that. I think being a creative, a lot of creative people deal with depression and and stuff like that, and I find like mm-hmm. when you're not being able to achieve your stuff, sometimes it can get low. And one thing that I've learned from being in this industry for a long time is to create small goals. So have your long-term plan, but like no one, I always use the example of like, like, for example, a footballer. No one just wakes up and be like, I'm going to play at Wembley. Like, you, first of all, <laughs> like you have to learn to play football. You have to be able to buy your football boots. You have to go and practice. you got to get healthy and work out. Then you got to go and play in Division 2. Then you grow up. Then you go to the Premiership. Then you get scouted. And then you finally get played at Wembley. Where if your for goal sure. is just Wembley and you're not getting there, you're just going to feel depressed. So I like to give myself short-term monthly goals that I'm working towards projects that I'm working towards every time I able to beat one of them like it releases endorphins in my brain so I feel good so yeah uh, long-term goals is obviously to be a face in gaming as a presenter and really kind of establish myself within the space but yeah really I'm just working on my short-term goals because it allows me to work towards that end goal but also keep myself in a state of all right I'm achieving things because sometimes when you just look too far ahead you never achieve anything you don't feel like you're achieving Mm -hmm. anything and you just end up in that kind of spiral exactly
0: yeah that is such good advice for any sort of content creator not even in games just in general maybe just in general in life for anyone you know it's um yeah sometimes instead of even like little things like cleaning my apartment I like on my to-do list, I'm like clean kitchen instead of clean apartment, just yeah. clean kitchen. Because then usually I'll end up cleaning my apartment once I clean the kitchen. But like, it's one of those little things where it's like, do the little stuff and then the rest will come. Exactly. You
1: know? And your body physically enjoys it. It actually release mm-hmm. endorphins in your brain and your brain's like, oh my God, you're doing so well. And you're like, yes, yes yay yeah. me. Rather than if your goal was... Clean the whole apartment and you do two rooms, you'd feel depressed. You'd be like, oh, Yeah, can achieve my goals. Where if you just put bathroom and you did a bar say you just put kitchen, you did a kitchen, bathroom, and a living room, then you feel great. So mm-hmm.
0: exactly. Yeah. Well that's that's really good good advice. Yeah.
1: I gotta Hell jump yeah. in. I see the balloon is still alive.
0: <laughs> did you saw that? <laughs> or you listening? Um yeah, burnout so, <laughs> Yeah. So I see the balloon it's is still, still living. going. Yeah, it's um, real wrinkly. It's, uh, yeah, it's not doing so well, but (laughs) (laughs) it's still holding on, you know. It's still holding on. Yeah, it's looking more like a raisin every day. (laughs) It's quite funny.
1: Hilarious. But,
0: um, yeah, we have been chatting for an hour already, which is crazy. You have been such a lovely guest. Thank you. Yeah, Thank
1: you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything coming up in the future that you want to promote or talk about?
1: Yeah. So obviously I'd love everyone to go and check out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Mr. Midas Games. I do reviews. I've got a podcast series called Too Many Games and Not Enough Time. And you'll find a lovely mop garden on there as well. (laughs) So we're always putting out content on there my show on Jinx Esports TV, which is on Sky, but you can actually watch it online as well. So that's at jinx.tv. Um, so if you want to go in there, just put in Mr. Midas and you can watch episodes of that. We've got some new content coming out on then. Uh, but yeah, probably the easiest thing is just to kind of stay in the loop of me on socials. So if you check me out on socials, I'm always posting what I'm doing. Oh, really cool. An announcement that's coming out at 3 p.m. today. you get exclusive that I'm actually... Ooh hosting um uk gamer show and Europlay again this year for gamescom so they're doing announcements wow. today at 3 p.m so you can get that's going to be a, like a free you. online show um so yeah just hit on my shows shows everything's mr midas games twitter instagram tiktok facebook youtube i'm everywhere in it and i'm just trying to be the best me
0: heck yeah do i follow you on tiktok yet I don't I know. know I'm new to it. I'm
1: super new to it. I'm like, okay, i yeah, for like a month.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I will uh throw you a follow on there as well. Oh. Awesome. So Mr. Midas Games. Go give the big old follows. Yeah. Slash likes, slash subscribe. <laughs> 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 There's too many words now for everything. <laughs> too many. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank you so so much for agreeing to come on here. I really appreciate it. And um Yeah, like I said, I usually do my Twitch friends, so it's been quite the honor. So thank you so much. Well,
1: we're Twitch friends now, innit? not
0: it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) How did we even meet? I actually was thinking about this and I was like, I don't know.
1: So um, I put out, because basically with my podcast, Too Many Games and Not Enough Time, it all started with me talking about friends in gaming right and then I spoke to lots of people but I also even though my my YouTube channel is quite small like I've got quite a um, extensive list of people that I'm in touch with so I just put out a point of call to see anybody else who'd like to come on the podcast and kind of basically give them a shout and Matt from Burnout Bright was Uh... like you have to have Mock Garden on she's like the greatest and he's my guy so if he says you're the greatest I had to reach out and he was right you are
0: Aw, you're the greatest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, That's you. That's so crazy.
0: <laughs> and it's so crazy. Matt connected with me through a friend from back in Canada who retweeted one of my tweets. And Matt was like, oh, a Twitch streamer. And then like reached out to me from that. Madden so like, it. it's crazy how things work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so. The, the internet makes the, such the big world so small.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Go follow Mr. Midas. And uh, yeah, thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Peace. (laughs) Bye. A huge thank you once again to Mr. Midas for coming on the podcast. It is truly an honor and I am so happy that I got to meet you. You are such a nice guy. So thank you so much. I truly admire what you have done and what you are doing and uh, truly admirable so thank you so much for sharing your story with us if you are enjoying the podcast and want to help support it you can do so at patreon.com slash you can also sub to my twitch channel at twitch.tv slash we have lots of cute bunny emotes and the community is pretty great if you want to stop by and say hello My personal social media is just Mopgarden and my TikTok as well. My YouTube, all that good stuff. And if you want to follow for updates about the podcast, that is Mop Just Chatting. If you have any suggestions for guests or any questions or things you would like talked about on the podcast, you can do so at justchattingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you choosing this podcast. And thank you again to Midas for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on and chat with me. I really, really do appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will see you in two weeks. Take care. Just chatting is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Check out all of our sweet podcasts at thegeekgeneration.com.